today's episode of It's All For Her, where we learn about our mind and body and what actions to take in order to become the best versions of ourselves, to be the type of girl that younger you would appreciate. So let's chat. In today's podcast, I want to take some time out of our busy and chaotic days to analyze why a relationship with ourself matters. Today, I feel like everything in life revolves around other people and what they think of us. And, you know, this is with social media largely to blame. And sometimes we just need that little reminder that you can have a relationship with your own being. And it's arguably the most important relationship. And it can be really beautiful. A relationship can be defined as the state of being connected. In this case, your conscious and subconscious. Now, you can do what you please with what you learned from today's conversation, but remember, every change takes time. Don't stress yourself out. You know, you're not going to wake up tomorrow and just decide to be best friends with your reflection and hold your own hand everywhere you go. It's the little things, you know, in every split second that we decide to care for ourselves or not. And each day you can choose to care instead of not a little more. I want to start by introducing myself. My name is Taylor and I'm a 20 year old college student studying psychology. I'm currently in the midst of becoming a full-time content creator or at least that's the plan. I want to help and unite women just like me whose goal in life is to be happy and fulfilled and empowered by becoming the best versions of ourselves, which means combating a lot of negative socialization that has been engraved in us as women. Now, you can listen to this podcast on the Stairmaster, you know, walking between classes, doing your skincare, crying, laughing, you know, whatever moment you see fit. I've always tried listening to at least one self-help or psychologically based podcast every day. I think exposing ourselves to education related to thoughts and emotion through podcasts is one of the truest forms of self-care because it's not just the desire to serve yourself better, but also the action of doing so. I'm currently running on about three hours of sleep, you know, and this all happens when you're trying to juggle exterior relationships, although I purposely manage very few, but trudging through the snow to get to class and building my social media platforms and all the other things that seem to matter in a single moment mean that I don't get much time to even, you know, close my eyes. And that's definitely something I'm working on in my self-care journey, you know, just stopping putting everything away and just resting. But I finally am getting the opportunity to sit down with myself and you and talk about just a few of the vast and monumental impacts of self-image, self-care, and self-love, which are just some umbrella terms that unite the pieces of having a relationship with yourself. But I decided to talk about this today because like, at this point in my life, as I'm transitioning out of adulthood, I'm going through an insane amount of changes. My world almost feels like it's falling apart. Of course, I'm grateful that I have options to choose from. I'm simultaneously stressed from all the options to choose from. I don't know if you guys have this problem, but I feel like I'll be less anxious if I just choose everything, but that makes me more overwhelmed while I try to balance so many projects. Either way, I realized how in all this struggle, all I really have is myself, and my relationship with her was suffering to say the least. So I wanted to really analyze some ways to get in touch with myself so that this transition goes smoothly and I can be happy 
throughout it, you know, not so anxious and stressed, just accept the changes, allow myself to be vulnerable and develop, become a, you know, even more beautiful human being. Speaking of vulnerability, I think we should take a second to get vulnerable and look at ourselves. It sounds simple, but I mean like really look at yourself. And although it might be new to you, make sure you're analyzing yourself with compassion. You might notice some physical attributes, like the shape of your eyebrows or the color of your hair. And noticing those things might also trigger feelings, like being glad your eyebrows are thick or thin or whatever the case, or being insecure about the way your roots are displaying your natural hair color. Or maybe you notice how dark your eye bags are and think about how stressed you've been lately, or that your muscles are getting more toned and you can finally feel confident in a tank top. Now, when you find a positive and a negative feeling about both physical and mental attributes, think about what you're doing to maintain these feelings. Maybe you pluck your eyebrows, you dyed your hair to memorialize a new era of your life and now the natural tones are growing back. You're stressed because you haven't been practicing healthy sleep patterns or you're toned because you've been prioritizing working out every morning as part of a routine. You know, for each good and bad things, there are intentions behind them that are causing us to worsen or better that perception. But, you know, in all these instances regarding how we perceive ourselves and how we treat ourselves based on these perceptions represents the relationship you have with yourself. The more negative feedback you receive about that first glance and the actions behind them shows, shows you what areas you need to focus your improvement on. Now the self-analysis could last for hours or days, and I encourage you to further that study on your own. But the goal here is to be able to look at yourself and accept all of you with compassion, knowing that you are putting great care into your exterior and interior. Fortunately, when we look at ourselves, it's hard not to see past physical attributes. But when we think about ourselves, we analyze our internal attributes. But thinking about ourselves can be very painful and complicated. But I will get into self-understanding in future episodes. Since we can't understand our true self until we nurture and care for who we are now to reach our true authentic self. You know, so what I'm trying to say here is in order to properly think about ourselves, we have to be in a complete state of self-approval. You know, where we know that we are doing the best we can and we are our truest form and the only way to analyze yourself properly is when you are in your truest form so if i know i'm doing everything i can to be the best i the best person i can be i also need to take that time to think about who is that best person you know what is she doing what are her goals why is she doing it why are those her goals you know, we can't analyze ourselves and think about who we, who we are properly until we really see our potential and act as if we know who we are. Anyhow, back to the main point. We often only notice physical attributes, attributes and base so much of our worth on how we look and often only have negative thoughts about how we look. I know I personally struggle with this. So when we try to make ourselves feel better about how we look by rejecting the fact that 
how we feel about our inside is reflected by our thoughts and we can think anything we want. Trying to feel better usually revolves around this modern concept of self-care, which is ultimately just self-maintenance, right? So right now we might consider self-care as if you have acne, do a 24-step skincare routine every day. Or you don't like your short nails, you can schedule a weekly $150 appointment. Or maybe you don't like your body hair, so you shave or wax yourself from head to toe until the back of your knees are bleeding. And while there's nothing wrong with taking action to reflect what you feel beauty or confidence means to you, it's important to recognize that self-care has been falsely defined by current trends. I want to clearly separate what is true beneficial self-care and what isn't, so you aren't wasting your own time. Beauty companies are profiting on the new wave of self-care being brought to women's attention. It's the difference between journaling or doing your makeup in the morning. One is self-care, journaling, and one is maintenance, makeup. Meaning taking the steps to maintain yourself at a certain level of what you consider beautiful, which typically reflects in your confidence that day therefore on a conditional surface level. Self-care in the form of maintenance is propaganda that takes us two steps back as women. Because when women started to realize that self-care and self-love mattered, corporations saw an opportunity to profit off the trends. So when we discuss the importance of self-care and self-love and building a relationship with yourself, that means reaching a state of connectedness, you know? Don't hop to the salon and start researching BBL surgeons near you. Again, nothing wrong with doing that. Maintenance is important, but don't mistake it for self-care, caring for oneself. Focus on what it means to be connected with who you are and to love and care for yourself tenderly, the way you would a partner or a lover. For example, I can't remember who said this, but a way you can analyze how you care for yourself might involve the way you apply your shower products. What products do you use? Do you pick the stuff that smells good and has chemicals? Or is it natural and provides your skin with some nourishment? How long do you spend applying these different products versus just allowing yourself to relax under the hot water? Maybe even meditate. When you're rubbing anything on your body, be it soap or lotion, do you do it gently, the way you would to a person you love? Or do you quickly rub it on so you can get to the next step in your maintenance routine? The cool thing is that if throughout your nightly routine you were to take your time and handle your own body with care, you might have found the way to practice self-care during a maintenance routine because you're actively choosing to be careful with yourself while you maintain a level of beauty that you find appropriate. This concept can apply to so many other ways that you bond with yourself and I strongly encourage you to do it with your emotions as well. When you find yourself getting anxious late at night for whatever reason, Instead of getting angry and frustrated and working yourself up into a panic attack, try to approach yourself gently, with care. Make yourself your favorite tea if you're able to move and gently question what thoughts are causing your emotions. Remember, emotions are always secondhand to thoughts. Your thoughts cause your feelings. We'll get more into this later, learning to think whatever the hell you want so you can control your emotions, but when you approach those anxious thoughts that are so malleable and rapid cradle and, and care for them like a child asking them why they are present you can often get to the bottom of things and manage your emotions a lot better this way as someone with severe anxiety i know that this isn't always possible you know that sometimes your emotions feel completely out of your control and 
you don't have the ability to treat yourself kindly in that moment but if you can practice speaking gently with yourself about certain unwanted reactions you know rather than responding with aggression with little things and simple frustrations you will eventually build up the strength to do this during the times when you feel like you're literally going to lose your mind or throw something at someone and this also goes under the concept of reparenting yourself that when you're having an emotion that doesn't feel appropriate as a response to a situation you take this take yourself you know to another place and you question how you feel as if you're a child and, and be calm and gentle because you might be overreacting and you reparent yourself into the proper ways of how to react to a situation but you can think about it however you want at the end of the day the best way to practice self-care control your thoughts and combat anxiety in my experience is with a strong routine that keeps you consistent despite the ups and downs in each day and make sure that routine solely encompasses tasks that care for or improve your current state in some way because ultimately you shouldn't worry about anything other than being the best version of yourself take some time to think about what the best version of you looks like in all different areas of your life for example i made a little list here of what i need to do to feel like the best version of myself so number one would be taking care of my physical well-being through fitness and healthy eating caring for my body meaning my physical and emotional beings with devotion and respect seeing myself in a loving way the way i would look upon another with admiration every time i catch my reflection you know and this can be trained like you don't have to think you're the most beautiful girl in the world or guy in the world right now to look at yourself lovingly with admiration number three focus on my growth be grateful for where i am but have to drive to improve because i want to have that confidence in myself and this is a great way to fight anxiety because if you can really take the time to know that you can do better and you can always improve that's great, but also just take a second to be grateful for where you are because you did come from somewhere. You can't reach every goal looking up to the next goal. You have to be glad that you made it. Number four, I want to practice being kind and forgiving towards others. I struggle deeply with forgiveness. I want to follow my dreams and not my fears. You know, doing what I want to do, what feels right to me rather than acting out of you know, fear of what may or may not happen. Lastly, I wanna follow my routines because I know it makes me feel satisfied since I can fight anxiety by scheduling and accomplishing each goal. That way I can plan all I feel I need to accomplish in order to have a day that I might consider good. But with each goal, make sure that you're present or else the anxiety of past and future will surround you and ruin each moment that you have going forward. Now this might sound like a whole bunch of things to remember, but when prioritizing your growth, remember you can always pick and choose methods that work for you. You know, that's why we listen to podcasts and educate ourselves in all the different ways to improve. To simplify all this, in terms of making your list or routine, pick a few things that you don't feel like you appreciate about yourself and analyze those things, whether they are interior or exterior, and ask what you can do about them in a way that follows a path of self-care and love. Acting on these insecurities with self-care will take you a lot farther in regards to being truly, genuinely confident than just maintenance. But 
Again, both are important. After analyzing those negative self-thoughts and figuring out what you want to do with them in a way that revolves around caring for yourself, by implementing those goals into your routine, you will see a great change in how you truly genuine feel. But remember, having negative feelings by yourself is natural and it's necessary for growth. The point here isn't to be a narcissist. It's all just to find the things you can do each day to prove to yourself that you care. Be able to say that you are the best version of yourself, which is the truest form of confidence. After growing your relationship with yourself by caring for your needs gently, you will see a great change over time where you will look and feel better. Although it's very important that you are making these goals based on genuine self-care tasks, such as paced fitness, being gentle to your skin, daily walks and meditation. Well, side note, being comfortable in your lonesome truly allows you to maximize your growth in your relationship with yourself. But the most important part is being gentle and kind through the process. It's okay to get really into it and fall off for a bit or alternate one day and another, as long as you care for yourself enough to keep improving, you know, to always come back. Remember, we don't practice self-care to be a baddie, to be that girl, or get our crush to like us. We do it because being aligned with our spirituality and having a positive relationship with her, her being your subconscious, means that we're taking the steps to become the best version of ourselves, therefore allowing all good things to follow. Having better experiences on a day-to-day basis, you know, accomplishing our goals and just feeling better and more secure as a whole. To be the girl that younger you would have thought is so damn cool. I'll see y'all next week. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Make sure to tune back in next week and treat yourself with kindness today.